man continues with our series Behind Enemy Lions. Behind Enemy Lions, it's all about rescuing nine lions from a zoo in the war-ravaged country of Ukraine, bringing them to safety, a temporary sanctuary in Romania, before their final destination is decided upon. Now, as part of our efforts, we have also been contacted by a number of folk who'd like to assist in the program and in the mission in a number of different ways. One of those, a very special lady, uh, Hester Berg Apoya, or is it Hester Berg Apoya? Thanks for joining Berg us. Berg is Berg is Thank Hester and her friend Birgit have driven from Austria all the way to Romania, which is where we find ourselves today, to deliver some very, very important aid. Dog food, cat food, with a little human aid thrown in as well. It's more than 500 kilograms. Tell us the story. Where are you from in Austria? How long was the journey? And what motivated you, Hester? Hi, good morning. <laughs> I'm from a little town um, outside of Vienna um, called Hullerbrunn. I'm married to an Austrian. This is where I live. This is my home now for the last 19 years. And when, when it all started, when it all went down, I just said, I need to do something. So I jumped onto social media and started looking for groups, particularly groups related to animals, helping animals sure. rather than just humanitarian aid. Um, I did establish a few contacts, but then decided to go alone rather than go through the big organizations. And I had the desire to just know where my stuff is going. And I found Lionel. Now, I've been friends with Lionel on Facebook. I haven't met him personally, but I know what he does. And so I reached out to Lionel and said, can we hook up? And he said, absolutely. So this is what I've been doing. We've done five trips so far. Uh, Lionel was in Romania some time ago, also going into Ukraine. And what we do is I just put out on social media that we are connect uh, that we are collecting donations. Um, it's monetary as well as stuff, things. And we've collected, well, each trip, the car can take 450 kgs. Yeah. So each trip has been a maximum load of 450 kgs. Um, bringing it to Lionel, handing it over to Lionel, and then he trips it into Ukraine and delivers at places where he feels it's needed most. It is mostly animal care. So anything that has to do with food, um, veterinary supplies, bandages, things like that for animals, and then of course we do humanitarian aid as well. We, for the monetary side, we actually shop here, which means that we can deliver the, the goods and then go shopping and, and basically have proof of purchase for the humanitarian aid um, that we shop here. Now, where did the donations come from? Are they from uh, the town or village <coughs> in which you live, people you from know? All from all over, from, from Vienna itself. And the outreach has been fantastic. Um, I did approach South Africans first in Vienna. <laughs> the response was slow. Um, but everybody else, and what I have found is that a lot of teachers have gotten involved, um, nurses have gotten involved. And the, I remember the first trip we had, we had something like 50 duvets. Wow. And they were um, duvets that the hospitals were actually throwing out. And they were literally brand new. And you must imagine that then it was still winter. It mm. was beginning of March, so it's really cold. And we got these almost new duvets that were just donated from a hospital. Wow. So it's been everything. It's been fantastic what we have been collecting. Um, teachers, schools, putting out in the classroom, collecting, parents are bringing, the kids are bringing, and then I would go and pick up or they would deliver at, uh, we have a big enough place to store the donations. It's very special that you and Birgit actually make the drive from Austria. We don't have to fetch, we don't have to collect at a halfway house anywhere. 
you personally make the drive out from Austria all the way to Romania, and then, as you did yesterday, you hand it over to us. How long is that journey? How long does it take you? And tell us a bit more about what motivated you to include the drive as part of your contribution. Well, it's just that I know where it's going and who I'm handing it over to. Um, I trust Lionel. I, I want to work with Lionel. I know because of his history as well of having lived in the Ukraine, he speaks the language he knows. He knows what he's doing. We, I was once we had one trip where we organized with the driver in Ukraine to come and collect our things because as a South African, I need a visa so I can't drive into Ukraine. Otherwise, I would. But um, we had one driver. He he took the deposit and, and ran. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. So we paid some money for him to come to the border, and then he never turned up. So then it was a case of really looking and scrambling around to find drivers who would take the things in. But then I have no control over where it's going. Sure. So that's why I drive. The trip itself from where we are, um, depending on the on the border post, but we did one Polish border post that was 12. That was harrowing. I said, no, never again. So Romania is a bit closer, and the drive is 10 hours. 10-hour drive. So... From South African terms, it's a roughly a Cape Town to Joburg drive. Almost, yes. M more or less. More or less, yes. Okay, your personal situation. You're from South Africa originally. You said you've married an Austrian. So you've been over here for how many years now? 19. 19 years. And how have you found settling in as a South African? Uh, is it very difficult, very tough to adjust, or did you just take to it like a second skin? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have been privileged to live in various um, overseas countries, Austria was the hardest. Um, and it was surprising because it's the, the one place where you think, oh, we all dress the same, we speak the same, we kind of look the same, we eat the same food, but it's not. Um, it's, a, it's a very small country, it's a closed country. Um, they're a very proud nation. Learning the language was a challenge as well, but it was easier because I, I do speak Afrikaans. But um, it, that, was, that was harder because when you go to another country, and I lived in Southeast Asia for six years, um, India for some years, when you go to those places, you expect the differences. When you go to Austria, you kind of think, mm. no, the cultural differences aren't going to be that huge, but there are many other things that play a part. I also want to mention that I kind of come, I'm a bush girl, I come from the Kalahari. I'm used to wide open expanses, mm. and I love the word expanse. Uh, I think that's about how I live my life, is just roaming expanses. And Austria is, <laughs> is an alpine country. <laughs> and I've often made comments, and even my mother-in-law said, yeah, well, back in our day, uh, it took a long time for somebody to deliver a letter because they had to go over mountains. So you can imagine what courting someone was like, oh, or yes. going shopping was like. Or, but yes, the first few years were really, really hard. Fortunately, in my work, I work with professionals and they're all good with English as well, so that helped. Tell us a little bit about your work because they've got to be very generous or you must have a very, very lenient time schedule because this takes a bit of time out of your life to make the drive, to collect the donations and deliver them. Okay, well, I'm now just two months before going into retirement. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've been self-employed for most of my time in Austria. I made myself my own boss a year after I arrived. Um, I started working with people in communication, which I've been doing. Um, I come from the pharmaceutical industry. I did a lot of work with people, with opinion leaders, with business people, etc., and marketing. So it was easy to kind of find a slot for myself and just started working on personal branding communication with professionals, how they can actually put themselves out there. Um, I moved into intercultural communication because it's such a fascinating area. 
but um, studied and qualified. I work with people. I mend broken wings. I promote people um, in their business lives, in their personal, emotional lives. So that's that's what I do. I'm a I'm a coach. And your love for animals? My love for animals started much later in my life. I was 43 when that happened, and it was just an incident where I noticed on a Woolworths shopping bag um, how the numbers of rhino were being decimated, and I thought, I'm going to investigate this. I found a woman, Salome, in the Waterberg, who invited me to go to her rhino sanctuary, and that was my introduction. And since then, I've really been working with supporting the fight and the cause for rhino, raising awareness, getting people interested, and supporting in whatever field we can. Well, it goes beyond rhinos now. Look at the creatures that we're going to go and fetch exactly. in the Ukraine. You've made a massive, massive contribution. Long may it continue. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your support. Thank you so much for the donations. We'll make sure they go to the right people on our inbound journey to the Ukraine. Thank, Thank you, you, Hester. Thank you, Darren.